Well, hello, lady leaders. Welcome to the Military Woman's Podcast and so much more. I am your host, Sharika Labrie. So this is the very first episode. Let me tell you, podcasting is not as easy as I thought it could be, especially for someone who doesn't mind talking. But talking to yourself is a lot is a lot harder. I probably recorded 22 episodes and I kept stopping, I kept deleting, and I was sure that I didn't sound clear, that I wasn't, um, I was talking too fast, that I sounded out of breath. It was very hard and the self-doubt started to creep in. So just as I'm recording, someone else is messaging me. I had posted somewhere that the podcast was coming out just to hold myself accountable, really. And someone local who's also in the military, Ms. Tanya Donovan, was like, hey, I want to help. I don't know how I can help, but I would like to help. So I thought of a bright idea. Instead of talking to myself, she can interview me. And she happens to be a public affairs officer. So I called her up and was like, hey, uh, do you mind interviewing me? basically about what the podcast is about and a little bit about myself so people can, you know, understand what they're listening to. She was like, great, I'm super busy, but I will pencil you in. <laughs> so about a week passed and um, I'm, I tried recording again and of course it just didn't sound right. You know, I need to use my resources and that's someone else's help. So uh, finally, me and Tanya got together on a Friday after she's had a long week and uh, we had a blast our first time meeting each other uh, but it felt like we were lifelong friends I mean things just clicked and that's really the point of this podcast that you'll hear so I am introducing my interview interviewer Major Tanya Donovan she's here in Hawaii with me She's also dual military and a mother to a beautiful five-year-old Miss Paula. Uh, so thank you, uh, Major Donovan, for helping me out and uh, forever being on this very first podcast of the Military Woman and so much more. And um, y'all listen up. Thank you. Have a great week. And I look forward to um, meeting with you every week. All right. Okay, Sharika, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, absolutely. So, um, Sharika Labrie, I am a mother of three boys, a wife to a retired Army pilot, and um, I joined the military back in 2005 through an ROTC program from University of Virginia. Awesome. And so, when you joined, what what was your MOS? What did you What did you start doing? What do you do in the Army? Yeah, I'm an Army nurse, uh, the Army Nurse Corps. I yeah joined because I wanted to travel and be a nurse, and the Army offered a big old scholarship to do just that. So, um, Army Nurse Corps, I've been for the last what 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Would you have done um, nurse on the outside if it if it wasn't in the Army, or were you always set on being a nurse in the Army? No, I, absolutely not. Actually, uh, I would have probably never joined the army if I wasn't a nurse, because Mm -hmm. at that time, I don't know if it's the same, but it was depending on how well you did in the ROTC program of what job that you got. So you would have to um, rank the different jobs Mm -hmm. (laughs) or different um, AOCs. And um, then you got it based on how well you did Mm -hmm. and what the army needed. So I knew I was going to be a nurse regardless if I was in the army or not. And, you know, that, drove me to do the army and plus my mom is 
army. Mm-hmm. So I figured if she could do it, why not me? And here I am 15 years later. Didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> so take us back to 2005 when he joined. What was that like? Think Knowing that you were going to be a nurse, mm-hmm. what was that like, your ROTC program and then your commissioning into the Army? Oh, wow. So, wow. And that was, what, three years after. So I actually joined, what, back in 2002, um, my second year of uh, college. So that was the year right after 9-11. Um, and I, I wasn't really into politics then or... Um, I just was enjoying college. So I remember the recruiter saying, I know me and my friend both were in the uh, ROTC program and we were kind of like deployment. What's that? We were told (laughs) that we we wouldn't have to deploy as an army nurse. You know, little did we know. I mean, everyone deployed for the last, what, 15, 20 years. I mean, on constant rotations. Um, So He's like, okay, well, great. I don't have to go to war. <laughs> I have this scholarship. And ROTC was uh, pretty easy for, for me. Um, I, I did the requirements and it wasn't very hard at the time. They, they, the, the counselor then gave the nurses a lot of slack because we were the only ones that actually had to be at clinicals early in the morning and, um, you know, our school really depended on the clinical time as well. So we couldn't do a lot of the ROTC um, day-to-day activities, I guess you can say. It's changed now. It's a lot more competitive. Um, you know, it was in the beginning of war where they really needed people. So things changed. It was a great time for me. <laughs> and then my first duty station was with my best friend to Korea. So, and that was our first choice. And we stayed there for two years. Okay. And I was going to ask about that, your your first duty station and, and your experience there. And mm-hmm. just to give us a little bit of idea of what you're, you know, you've been through already and what you've seen so far. But tell us a little bit about where, what locations you've been to, you know, starting with Korea. Yeah, Korea for two years was the best time ever. I mean, I know people are really like, oh gosh, North Korea is right there. I don't know. Maybe it was just right out of college and we were, me and my best friend went there. And then something about being overseas, the community is a lot more closer. Uh, you meet friends quickly and you hang out and you just have a good time and join another country, uh, even though war was going on <laughs> uh, around us. Um, and then from there, I did a follow on. I, I actually met my now husband in Korea as well. Um, my first duty station, I was not looking for a husband. <laughs> But he found me and we stayed connected. Uh, So he actually went to Hawaii and I went to Fort Campbell as a public health nurse um, at the time. And I deployed to Iraq from um, Fort Campbell. And then I deployed with a whole bunch of, man, extra special people that became my role models and I wanted to be like them. So I came back and decided to be a critical care nurse. Mm And so from Fort Campbell, I uh, went to critical care course and then went to Hawaii. And me and my husband had since got married on paper, which is a whole nother podcast episode on <laughs> not being at your wedding. <laughs> and um, so I joined him in Hawaii. We stayed there for uh, three years or just short of three. And I had the two kids there and um, then we went to El Paso and now we're back in Hawaii. So not many places, Mm -hmm. Um, but man, it's been a long time, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of back and forth. Mm -hmm. 
if you could take one of those locations and one of those jobs and describe a day, day-to-day experience for you, what would you pick and why? And then can you tell us a little bit about that? If I could describe one location? Yeah, just a, either your, your off-tempo, your, what your job, you know, something that you've um, drawn a lot from or that you, that you, it's in your memory. Huh. I tend not to hold on to many memories. I, I don't know if it's because my memory is short or because I'm always looking towards the future. That's a tough question for me. Um, I would have to say that my career has gone as planned for me. Mm-hmm. Um, many, as far as just a very broad, generalized nursing core progression, you work on the floor then you specialize, then you go to long-term care school, and then um, you're head nurse, then you're a section chief uh, of a department in the hospital, and then you're then a deputy, mm-hmm. and then you're the chief nursing officer. So completely different from the rest of um, the military. Um, I was never comfortable with being like someone's head nurse as a 20 year old, you know, captain, lieutenant. So that's partly why I went to the critical care course to stay on the floor a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. I wanted more patient experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a lot of patients, or I I say a handful of patients, you know, that were my age who were dependents or soldiers that, you know, had very hard hospital stay that will, that I would never forget, but, that was my job. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't stay with me, but I just kind of remember their faces, sure. you know, but um, since then, you know, I've progressed, like I said, from floor to specialty, more floor nursing, and now I'm more of in an admin role. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, it's gone as planned for me and we'll see it through for 20. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Um, no, that's awesome. So what, so fast forward 15 years, what it's been. So what made you want to start a podcast? Oh, uh, that's a very good question, Miss Tanya. So podcast, this was <laughs> 10, not even yet yeah, 10 months ago, really COVID. COVID made me want to start a podcast. Mm. Um, so just really I have a long story, but I'm going to just make it quick because you may relate. Uh, about six years ago, I deployed for the second time, leaving two kids behind and my husband. And it was an unexpected deployment. Someone couldn't go. Um, so I was tacked to go. We had just relocated from Hawaii to Texas. And I was looking for resources, like someone who was in my situation. And what I could find were just blogs at the time of women, but they were dependents. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't find anything about active duty women, you know, just how to deal with the anxiety and the guilt of deploying. So I went to this deployment. And at that time, Cheryl uh, Sandberg uh, book, Lean In, was really popular. So we actually had a little group session of women who were in Kosovo at the time uh, meet one night on a Thursday. And we talked about the book and balancing professional and, you know, your, your personal life. So at that moment, I was like, huh, you know what? I couldn't find anything to point. All us ladies are here and we were all different ranks. And uh, we were like, just there, just 
wanting the community and to talk, right? Yeah. So I started a Facebook group page. And since then, it's grown. It's grown a lot. And I've been trying to really beat myself up of like, how can I make this? How, how can I expand this to other branches and all the ranks? Because it's just really focused on mentorship within the Army officers. And so during COVID, now fast forward, during COVID, I had a lot of downtime and I was listening to a lot of podcasts, reading a lot of audiobooks. And as a woman, a mother, and you know, you're working, you have grocery store errands and just a lot of things that you do, you don't have time to sit down and read. You know, doing social media, it's kind of, you go down a rabbit hole. So I felt like a podcast, huh? That might be something that I can do to help share the resources and this, this conversation that a lot of women are having on this Facebook page. Um, and plus, uh, there's the lady I find, follow, Kim Constable, the Sculpted Vegan. I feel like she's my best friend, right? She doesn't know me. <laughs> she lives in Ireland, but <laughs> she runs this um, this multi-million dollar Sculpted Vegan company, and she does a podcast every week. And it's like an hour long and I cannot wait to her podcast. It feels like she's talking directly to me, right? And it was just something that I needed during the time to feel connected to, to someone. Because yeah. <laughs> um, no one was at work or if you go to work, people are stressed out because they're, you know, working on the floors for long hours of the time. You just don't have that time to connect. So that's where I got the idea of a podcast to bring, you know, what I love listening to Kim Constable talk to me, her best friend, <laughs> and um, as well as pooling resources and information together and just having a discussion. So, mm -hmm. so you, no, that's great. And mm -hmm. you already mentioned, um, you mentioned the mentorship Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about who is this podcast for? Yeah. Uh, maybe based on the audience that you already have and mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So this podcast is called The Military Woman and a little tagline is so much more because we're all more than just the woman in the military, but a, most of our time is at work. So this podcast is for anyone who is currently serving, who has served or who may be interested in serving. Um, I'll, I'll be talking uh, some episodes, I just talking about things that are interesting are interesting to me and I can share that information. And then also having guests just talk about their experiences, having experts in their field talk about, you know, things that can help someone maybe like invest, you know, our um, finances come up a lot. So having those people really talk, you know, about certain things that could be of interest to you or could help you or if not you, somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What other topics, based on the on the experience mm -hmm. you've, you've had already with the mentorship group, can mm -hmm. you tell us um, we can expect to see in the podcast? Oh, absolutely. God, there's so many. Like, I made a list, and I think it was 80. I wish I had it ah. in front of me. So I'll, I'll think of the top, uh, like, 10 that comes off, my, uh, off, off the top of my head. But deploying, you know, leaving the kids behind um, at trauma, uh, sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, how do we deal with that? And how does a person, you know, deal with something like that? Um, also, finances come up a lot. Like, should I do TSP? Should I do a Roth IRA? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, that that as well. Deployments. Did I say deployments? Uh, dual military. Mm -hmm. Also, the challenges of that. Single mother. I can't not have a podcast and not have my mom on here as well, who is a single mother. Um, 
and she's still actively are active in the military and uh what else man there's so many that now they don't come to mind <laughs> but but just expect current news old news new news so you know topics such as that anything and everything i will bring to the table and of course uh if y'all have if the audience you all have something that you want to hear or can think of somebody that you would like to be on the podcast. Um, I have a Facebook group, The Military Woman, that uh, actually is a business page that you can uh, shout out and put whatever you have on your mind, as well as you can follow me on Instagram, The Military Woman, and give me some, some, um, some you know, resources. Or if you have a story that you want to tell or resources you would like to share as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you have an answer for this yet, but how frequent, how frequent can we expect the podcast to be so we can stay tuned in for the next one? Absolutely. Every week, every week. My goal is to do this for at least a year. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, longer than that, but you know, small goals. So be consistent for a year. And if, if not, if something comes up, then I'll definitely let y'all know when to, to listen in again. Yeah. And in the meantime, how can Enduring, um, how can you be reached? Yeah, uh, at The Military Woman on Instagram and also The Military Woman on Facebook uh, page. And then I will be following up with the webpage and all that good stuff as well um, as I continue on. But baby steps, and I wanted to make sure the podcast came out first. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share about anything we can look forward to the podcast um, or your motivation behind it? Um, anything else for the audience? Um, yeah, you know, I, back to the question of why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, you know, it's really important, I think, to, to me to, to have a community of women, a place, a safe place, which you cannot get from social media, no matter how much you try, um, a safe place for someone to listen. So you may not, the topic may not, again, be relatable to you, but if I can just make you feel safe, <laughs> just, you know, every, every week, just for, you know, 30 to an hour of your time, depending on how how good that that conversation is going between me and the guests, but uh, that that is my goal. You know, again, just to have a place to to pull resources so we don't feel like we're alone mm -hmm. at any point of our career or our lives. I mean, some handle it better than others. The pressures of being in the military, as well as balancing their personal life, and some people need a little bit more help and they don't know who to reach out to. Mm -hmm. So I, I do. I want to be that person, that face. Um, that's available to anyone who's, who needs it, who needs a hand. I mean, that's my purpose. It took me 15 years to figure out my purpose. And now I think is actually coming together mm -hmm. of what my, what I'm supposed to do here in this lifetime. So that's what I want to, what I hope you take away from it that, you know, I'm here for you. I know some people say it and don't mean it, but I really do mean it and I'll do the best that I can to, you know, help you feel safe. Well, Sharika, I think it's awesome. And I'm really excited about the podcast and just to hear it all. Um, and I think just like you mentioned with not only your perspective and, and experience, but also having people who are 
bringing things to the table and sharing their stories that can benefit a lot of the the, the ladies out there with that are going through the same thing. So mm -hmm. thank you so much. Um, and <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thank you, Ms. Tamanya. <laughs>